there, everybody. Welcome back to Chatting Diabetes on the SFP. It's Monday, February the 8th. The big game is over. What are we going to do? I don't know. Wasn't very excited last night. Yes, I know, Rochelle. You were happy. Tom Brady got his seventh ring. Um, yeah. Evan. Gronkowski and, and Brady were reunited. Uh, so, but uh, it was a good game. It was a good game. It was sad for uh, Mahomes, uh, but yeah, still a good game. Um, all righty. Somebody so, has to lose. Somebody has to lose. That is very true. And even the losers walk away with millions of dollars. <laughs> so, uh, and they were so close to Disney. They just only not that far away. So they're in Tampa. Yeah. They only got a little about an hour to go and they can go to Disney. Everybody partying today. Uh, well, for those of you that don't know us, I am Tim. I'm the uh, coordinator of the diabetes program on the San Felipe Pueblo. Uh, and I'm joined by Rochelle and Lisa. So go ahead and introduce yourselves, and we'll um, start the ball rolling. Hi, everybody. This is Rochelle. Um, I work with the diabetes program, of course. I am the assistant diabetes coordinator and a lifestyle coach. Hi, Lisa. this is Lisa. I'm the nutritionist on the team. Hello, everybody. All right. Excellent. Well, glad you all could make it to listen in with us. And we still have international listeners and listeners from across the country, literally from the East to West Coast. So welcome to everybody. Um, glad you're here. Uh, so again, we're going to start with the Serenity Prayer. And hopefully this is something that's helping you uh, get through your days at times. So the Serenity Prayer goes, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. Today, we're, we're going to focus on those first two. So the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. So there are things that we cannot change, like COVID. It's here. We can't change it mm -hmm. at this point. Um, and the courage to change the things I can. And we can do things to help us get through it, like get the vaccination when it becomes available in your group. Uh, if you haven't received mm -hmm. it yet, um, be patient. Um, and if you have, then the things you can do is still wear your mask, be socially distant, and uh, wash your hands. Those, those things are still vital to stopping the spread of this mm -hmm. disease. Even if you have gotten the vaccination, um, there's there's no 100% efficiency on the vaccinations yet, uh, so there's still people that aren't going to get the full benefit of it, um, and so we we need to keep doing the things that we can do, and that leads us to diabetes and COVID, and and there's a really interesting and unique relationship between diabetes and COVID. Um, there was a recent study. Uh, with uh, the Lancet, which is a medical journal. And uh, what they learned from people that were hospitalized um, with COVID is that people that had type two diabetes, that's those folks that um, have insulin resistance, um, and that's the majority of the population that has diabetes, um, were two times at risk of um, having poor outcomes from intubation uh, and uh, ultimately death uh, than people that didn't have diabetes. Um, 
And the other interesting relationship there uh, is that COVID in individuals that don't have diabetes is causing high blood sugar. And what does that mean? What's that, Lise? I'm saying yes, that was a new, just recently coming out. Right, and so people um, are going into the hospital that don't have diabetes, that don't have a pre-existing diabetes condition, um, and the COVID is causing their blood sugars to spike. Um, And so why is that important? Well, it's important because hyperglycemia, uh, which is what happens, high blood sugar, uh, what happens in diabetes, increases an inflammatory response in the body causes organs to become inflamed, blood vessels to become inflamed. Um, And then diabetes causes it chronically. So either you have it chronically, which is over a long term, or you have it acutely if you don't have diabetes, but you still have that inflammatory response. And when the body's inflamed, it can't fight infection because infection also causes an inflammatory response. Uh, And that inflammatory response causes people to become what we call immunocompromised. Their immune systems are now struggling. Uh, Whereas a healthy individual has a strong immune system, the person with diabetes or just elevated blood sugars uh, that are also suffering from COVID, um, their bodies are already behind the eight ball uh, trying to fight off this disease that we've never encountered. Um, Now, unfortunately, a good number of people that have type 2 diabetes are also obese or overweight. And obesity in and of itself also causes chronic inflammation. So now you've got diabetes and or elevated blood sugar and you're overweight. um, And now you've got a double chronic or acute inflammation process. And usually when somebody's obese, um, they're, they're not exercising. They're not mobile as well as they, they should be. They're not um, getting up and about, uh, which could also cause them to have uh, respiratory problems, difficulty breathing, uh, as well as sleep apnea, requiring them to use a CPAP machine. Uh, their blood pressure is probably elevated. Um, And all of these things contribute to the body's ability to fight infection um, and the inflammation process as well. Um, And so now we've got just a whole storm of problems just from these two things. Um, And and the person with diabetes, whether that's uh, type one or type two, um, their bodies do not process glucose as well during illness and the immune response is weaker and their circulation is impaired. So people with diabetes uh, already have an impaired circulatory process from the diabetes. And when you're sick, you really need a strong circulation process so that your body can get those white blood cells and all those helper cells that that contribute to getting rid of um, an infection uh, throughout your body. But if there's Uh, something that's causing the circulation to diminish, uh, then it's not spreading as well. The the white blood cells and the ability to heal is not uh, as effective. Um, And all of these things um, cause an increased risk, excuse me, of um, 
poor outcomes for the person with diabetes and COVID when they get admitted. And, and sadly, what poor outcomes means is death. Um, if, if you go in because you've got COVID and you have diabetes, um, that whole combination of, of things underneath of the diabetes can really lead to you not coming out of the hospital. And, and sadly, um, we've experienced that here in the Pueblo. Uh, we, we've lost a number of people with and without diabetes, um, but we know the diabetes has contributed to those that have it that, that did not return uh, from the hospital. Um, and so it's really, really important that you, you do what you can do to get your diabetes better managed. So when you go into the hospital and you have diabetes and um, they're gonna run blood tests and they're gonna see what your blood sugar is um, and they're gonna do things immediately to bring it down. They're going to give you insulin. They're going to monitor your blood sugar constantly and they're gonna do what they can to get it down because they know the importance of getting that blood sugar into a stable and normal range so that it's not impacting what they're doing to try and, and keep you um, from succumbing to all the nasty things uh, and so that you can return home to your family. Um, but you can do those same things at home. Um, you, you can manage your diabetes um, and get your blood sugars down. Uh, the tools are there and available to you uh, to take advantage of. Um, and so we, um, we want you to be safe and healthy. Uh, and, and unfortunately, some people are still going to get COVID even if they have um, excellent blood sugar control. Um, but the fact that they have diabetes um, is just a compounding factor. And we certainly, um, we want you to do everything that you can to stay healthy and to prevent that. And of course that includes, you know, doing all the normal COVID things. Um, so we did talk about the chronic inflammation and the inflammatory process, but the, the good thing is mother nature um, has provided us with certain foods that help to lower that inflammatory process. Um, so if you start uh, eating those things, you can get a step up. I'm not saying it's going to make your inflammation go away, uh, but it's going to help. It's gonna help your body synergistically to be healthier and to get that inflammation process down. Inflammation in and of itself causes high blood sugar. So if you're doing things to bring that inflammation down, like eating certain foods, um, you're going to help your body in managing your blood sugar. And so we are fortunate enough that um, one of the three people on this podcast is a dietitian and nutritionist and diabetes mm -hmm. educator. So Lisa, uh, why don't you tell us about um, an anti-inflammatory quote unquote diet? I know we don't use that word around here, but what are some things people can eat um, to help them lower their inflammatory responses? Yes. Um, you know, Think of food as medicine. One of the best ways to reduce inflammation lies not in the medicine cabinet, but really what's in our refrigerator. So by following an anti-inflammatory diet, we can help fight off chronic inflammation. So we can use food. So what should we be eating more of? Fruits and vegetables are great anti-inflammatory foods. So really trying to think about including more fruits and vegetables in your diet 
go for a nice variety and lots of different colors. So what vegetables, spinach, beets, carrots, broccoli, cauliflower, uh, chili, any of your favorite vegetables, really try to think about adding them more to your meals. If you're making a stew, what vegetables can I add to my stew? If you're having a sandwich, slice some tomatoes, maybe put some spinach, some sliced cucumbers on your sandwich, including more fruit. So apples, oranges, berries, whatever kind of fruits you like, having fruit as a snack or with a meal. So including more fruits and vegetables, really good for you. Other anti-inflammatory foods are gonna be whole grains. So having oatmeal for breakfast, choosing brown rice over white rice, whole wheat bread or whole wheat tortillas over the white versions are all gonna be good choices for you. Including more plant-based proteins. So that would be eating beans. Beans are a traditional food, including more beans, making sure though when we cook up our beans, we're not using any lard. Just boil up those beans. Um, Beans, nuts, and seeds are going to be great plant-based protein to be including. Fatty fish also is an anti-inflammatory food. So fish doesn't have to be ex expensive. You can even get canned tuna or canned sardines to include. If you're a vegetarian, don't worry about it. Just eat all those other inflammatory foods. But if you're a meat eater, instead of always choosing that red meat, try to include some fish in meals and more bean meals. Um, and using herbs and spices. Herbs and spices are gonna be anti-inflammatory also. So using cinnamon in your oatmeal instead of sugar or cooking with garlic. Those are gonna be some great herbs and spices. So really an overall healthy eating plan is gonna help reduce the inflammation. So as Tim said, think of you know natural mother earth foods fruits, vegetables, whole grains, nuts, seeds, beans, herbs and spices. So not only can that um, healthy eating plan benefit you by reducing the risk for certain chronic diseases, but all of those foods are also good for your mood and overall quality of life. So lots of benefits of eating all of those foods, eating more of them. Excellent. Excellent. So uh, listening to um, you run off the, the specific types of foods to, to eat, um, I, I saw a lot or heard, and I didn't say anything because you weren't showing anything. Um, I did hear a, a lot of, of fruits and vegetables in there that are high in antioxidants. So is that is that something that plays a role in decreasing inflammation, the antioxidant factor? Yes, the antioxidant factor, um, all of those foods are going to be great antioxidant foods. So you're going to have lots of benefits, not only to reduce the inflammation. So remember, inflammation can increase our risk for cancer, heart disease, diabetes, uh, arthritis, depression. So there's many diseases associated with that chronic inflammation. Okay. So Lisa, along, Lisa, along with the... Um antioxidants, um, the fiber and the nutrients, is that a part of what makes the inflammation um, kind of, um, well, inflammation? Yeah, you know, I, I think it's right. the antioxidants, they're fiber, they have uh, high in vitamins. Um, they're also not processed. So all of those processed foods, think of the, the processed grains, the white bread, the, the sugary foods, the 
donuts, the Cokes, all of those are really processed, the fatty processed meats, they're really showing those processed foods increase inflammation too. So trying to think about the plant whole foods, they're going to have the fiber. So that goes with like the salt being in, in the processed food and, and all that. Mm-hmm. And then is it because that our bodies break down those, the whole foods better than they do things that are processed and red meat? You know, so the whole foods, you're going to have the fiber, right? You're going to have the natural vitamins. So a lot of those foods, the processed foods, they strip out the fiber, they strip out the vitamins. They're, they're not going to have antioxidants naturally, and they, they strip out a lot of things. And then they try to add certain vitamins back to fortify it, but it's really not the same as eating the real thing. You're going to get, you know, benefits from eating the fruits and vegetables, more benefits than taking a vitamin. Okay. Good. So we just need to, uh, you know, we start adding, adding fresh vegetables, fresh fruits and things of that nature into our diets, into our meals. Um, that will help. It so, sure will. Lots um, of benefits. Mm-hmm. You know, we've, we've got to get that inflammation down um, the best that we can. So, you know, we, we give a lot of, of good ideas, a lot of instructions, um, ways to approach things. Um, but at the end of the day, it's down to you, the listener. Uh, it's it's mm-hmm. down to you to make a choice. Am I going to try this? Am I going to listen to what these folks are saying? Um, we might be right. Um, but the only way that you can find out is if you make that choice. Um, and that, that leads us into um, self-management and, and accountability for your health. Um, and so I'm going to let our lifestyle coach um, speak on that. So lifestyle coach. Yes. Um, so with, with anything that we do, we ourselves choose to do or not to do things. Um, uh, with eating, with um, going places, doing things, um, it is all up to us whether or not we want to do them or we don't want to do them. Um, so taking care of yourself, that is your choice to actively do that or find ways to better your yourself, your health, um, find ways that will help make a better you or will help you feel better. I took it upon myself to do certain things to change to change certain things um, since COVID has happened. Um, everybody, I think, usually has a phone in hand most, most the majority of the day, or is working and gets um, emails or any type of advertisement. Um, what I'm leaning to is that there's since COVID happened health issues have come up with different people. And like Tim was saying that um, COVID has made um, sugar levels go higher in people who don't have diabetes. So in people who don't have diabetes and people who do have diabetes, we still need to make sure that we do things that honor our bodies, um, making good food choices, making good activity choices. If we haven't had them before, to do them. It's all up to us. We 
own our body or we need to do the things that can help nurture our body. Um, we only have one and um, we have kids, we have family members that we want to be with as years come. We want to be in a good body throughout all those years and to try to, um, to try to push away things that can make us sick. So in doing that, we need to make sure that we ask ourselves, what can I change? Is there something that I can change? Is there something that I can do? And in knowing that you, you have that choice and you have that ability to make those decisions to change things that you can. Choose um, to have water. Choose to do self-care. Choose to have whole foods rather than processed foods. All these are things that can make you feel better, that can make you um, have better blood sugar control, um, can change your mood, especially in this time of COVID. I know that we're stuck in the house. Uh, we don't, we're not able to do things that we're used to, but things such as processed foods kind of change the way that you feel um, as opposed to things that are fresh, um, whole foods, um, fruits. Um, if you eat, if you eat a bowl of fruits or vegetables as opposed to chips and and um, even high fat foods, um, if you compare them and if you ate one over the other, if you ate the fruits, I'm sure you would get a different feeling than you were if you got the fats. Sure, you would feel happy for a few minutes or so as you're eating them, but later on, I'm sure you'll probably get tired. Um, and as Lisa said, inflamed, because I know that I used to get that way. And I've been changing the way I eat. And I, um, Mike has changed the way he has yeah, used to eat. And we moved to whole foods and plant-based and we feel so much better. And that's just because that we took it upon ourselves to do that. So it's all about you taking it upon yourself to do the things that you need to do to have a healthier you. Um, to have a more educated view because I wouldn't know about these things unless I went and searched for the information for them. So it, it's all about you taking care of you. Um, yes, that education is out there, but you can read it and you can listen to the videos, but you have to do it. You have to partake in them. You have to follow the things that are given to you, like this, all those things that Lisa, if you've been in a cons uh, consult with Lisa, give all, get all the good education that she gives you and apply it to your daily eating habits, um, you won't know the difference if you, if you don't do it. So you have to, you have to do it for you and you have to do it for your family too. Um, and it's hard. I know a lot of the change in the in the way that food um, that we're used to, you know, being from a pueblo and the food that we eat and the food that uh, we love to make. I'm not saying that all of it's bad because we use corn, we use, you know, the red chili. Uh, you know, that's not bad. But the um, beans, you know, all great. other things. Yeah, the beans, the all the other crops that we have, those are really good. Those are what we used to eat a long time ago. You know, and if, if you took part in that Lois Frank um, 
event that we had virtually, um, she went she went and talked about the different things that we used to have long ago and how things have changed. But we still can go back and we still can um, make those foods and um, eat them whole, make them yummy. Um, not everything has to be fried. Not everything has to be cooked with oil. I learned how to cook with water to um, saute vegetables. Um, there's a lot of things that you can do upon yourself to make sure that you start living healthier, make healthier choices. Because it's, it's all up to you. It's all up to you to make those choices. Because we can, we have so many classes that we um, have for the community that um, we want a lot of people to come to. And we have a lot of good information and people, some people have taken part of that. And we do give some good tools that you could use to help you in your daily life and your um, taking your man, doing management of your diabetes or any chronic disease that you have. We have those available. Um, so it's all up to you. Um, that's, that's basically it. Okay. Rochelle, yeah. I have a question. It sounds like you've made a lot of great changes and um, I'm gonna ask you this. I think I know your answer, but I think it's important for people to realize <laughs> It sounds like you've changed your cooking methods. You're, you're changing some of your food choices. Are is does the food taste good? Yeah, they did. Okay. I mean, they do yesterday for you know Super Bowl day. So um, this is living in a house with I guess little mini families, three of them, um, and our meal was separate just because. Um, they're not used to my cooking. It tastes wonderful. Uh, it's very flavorful and very um, fulfilling. So yeah. I did black bean burgers, black bean burgers on whole wheat, and I did um, cauliflower um, buffalo wings. So yeah. um, I had fruits and vegetables and and water. Um, but yeah, it's it's good. It's really good. You wouldn't think that, you know, blending all the beans or the vegetables together would have such a great taste. Yeah. And I, having I greens every meal. I, I do have oatmeal every, every morning. Um, I add kale with it, kale or spinach, and then some fruits. And mm -hmm. um, I get like a handful of walnuts. Yeah. yeah. So it's, so yeah, it's changed, but it's really good. Yeah. So I hear you. Thank say, you. I yeah, that it tastes good. It's delicious. Um, it's good for your body. You feel better. So yeah, that's really. Important. Oh yeah, I I immediately noticed the difference in in the way my body feels. Um, within seven days, um, I completely went whole food plant based for seven days. Um, just to do the seven days. Um, I still am, but um, I want to kind of make it longer because mm -hmm. I, I like the changes that are happening. Um, of course, I lost weight, but the way I feel is, is awesome. Good. I'm not tired. Yeah. I'm doing great. Yeah. Thanks for sharing your story, Rochelle. Good. Yeah. So it, it comes down to we can give you all the tools and all the resources. But it's up to you, and we're here to help you use the tools, but we can't use them for you. So 
please reach out to us if you want to know more. Uh, if you've been part of our sessions, then you know. And, and we'll be more than happy to refresh your brain on what you need to do. Mm -hmm. um, but you know what to do. We, we, uh, we made sure of that before you finished. Um, so outside of the things that, that we've just talked about, um, it's really important if you are diabetic that you know what your blood sugar is. If you are not testing at least once a day, um, you need to start. Mm -hmm. You cannot you cannot know how your diabetes is without knowing what your sugar is. Um, and so you got to test. Um, and the other thing is if you're on other medications, don't let them run out. Um, you know, mm -hmm. uh, you've got a pharmacy right here in the village. Uh, you don't have to go anywhere other than right here in the village to get your medications. Um, and it's really important that you maintain your medications so that you don't put yourself at risk. Um, so that if they're diabetes medications, you can keep your blood sugars controlled. If they're blood pressure medication, you can keep your blood pressure down. We don't want you to have a stroke either. We also don't want your kidneys damaged from your blood pressure and your blood sugar. Um, so there's no reason to have that side effect of diabetes or blood pressure uh, when we've got medications and other tools to help you manage both your blood sugar and your blood pressure. Um, so you reach out to us, please. We are available. Um, you can reach us at 867-9616. Um, or if you go to the website, uh, tinyurl.com backslash SFP contact, C-O-N-T-A-C-T. That's our entire contact list of how you can reach us as well as our uh, social media outlets uh, to find out more information or reach us through that as well. Again, it's T-I-N-Y-U-R-L.com slash SFP C-O-N-T-A-C-T, SFP contact. Um, so that's you know how you can reach out to us right now on these days of COVID when we're all shuttered behind doors um, and uh, reach out to us and we'll see what we can do to help you. We're always here for you and we want you to stay healthy. Um, so any last words, ladies? Um, just, you know, kind of think of the action plan. We talked about action plan last week. So everybody think of maybe something they want to work on to make themselves healthier this next week. Right. Like Lisa said, just add a fruit or vegetable to a meal. Yep. It's an action plan. One right? meal, even. One meal. So. Yeah. And see how it is. I think you'll probably like it. Um, so, Michelle? Um, and if you do that action plan, make sure you have three steps to um, follow through with it. So how you can do it and when you want to do it. So you got to follow, follow up on that. Right. And um, if you want a copy of the action plan, that's tinyurl.com SFP action plan backslash SFP action plan. Uh, you can get yourself a copy uh, to fill out and print out or just copy by hand. All righty, so it's that time. We all know what time it is, right? <laughs> dad joke time. It's dad joke time, yeah. Um, so I went and I had my, um, my COVID shot, my second one, um, and the nurse asked if I'd had any sudden loss of taste. And, and I said, no, I've dressed like this for years. <laughs> my dad joke. Did that really happen? <laughs> uh, you'll have to ask the nurse. 
good. <laughs> I thought so. <laughs> All right. So... Laughing, <laughs> We're going to get in trouble. <laughs> Uh, so we'll do this again on uh, next Monday, and that'll be the 15th. So um, I hope everybody out there has a, uh, a happy Valentine's Day. Um, don't eat too much chocolate, but remember, dark chocolate is good for you. It also has antioxidants in it, and it's anti-inflammatory, um, but it also <laughs> has a high amount of fat. So Portion control. Portion control, but enjoy that dark chocolate from your uh, sweetheart. Or if you love your sweetheart's heart, give them some dark chocolate as well. Um, all righty. We, or treat uh, yourself to dark chocolate. <laughs> what's that? Or treat yourself to dark chocolate. Or treat yourself. That's right. You have to love yourself first before you can love anyone else. So, <laughs> all righty, ladies. Uh, you two have a uh, wonderful, happy Valentine's Day. And uh, we'll do this all again on Monday the 15th. Have a great week. Sayonara. Have a great week. Bye-bye.